Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Wish You Were Weird. A show where we talk about everything you've always wanted to know more about. Including, but not limited to, drag. Dating. Politics. Haunted farmer's markets. The best ways to bully rich celebrity children. Discovering your hamster is lesbian and where to go from here. Parallels between Kellyanne Conway and Dee Dee Blanchard. Eight more beautiful Norwegian cliffs <laughs> J.K. Rowling to plummet from. What the dad from That's So Raven is doing now and why you want to know. I'm the boy who lived, Vincent. And I'm the girl who died, <laughs> Sarah. That's so sad. <laughs> Oh no. We were going to write Moni Myrtle, but I just didn't write anything. Yeah, you literally left it blank. It's not even, it doesn't even say Sarah. Like, and I'm the girl who died. See you next time. I was like watching those, speaking of animal, I was watching those Conjuring series movies during the beginning of the pandemic and quarantine. They were really fucking good, honestly. Have you seen them? Of course. I've I've seen Conjuring like 20 times. I know it line for line. I miss, I don't like the ones that Vera Farmiga isn't in though, I will say. Yeah, she really makes it when she's like a paranormal hunter with Patrick Stewart. Well, she's so good in horror movies. Like The Orphan, she's She's iconic in that. Do you remember that movie, The Orphan? I do, I do. But you know what? You know who else is iconic in The Conjuring? Who? Joey King. Oh my God, yeah. She's so good, right? She's like, it's gonna kill my family. And it's so good. The scariest scene. Golden Globe nominee. She is, honestly, she's so good, Joey yeah. King. We do not give her enough credit. She like can fucking do it all. What's the one, the act? and honestly so, the kissing booth i like the kissing booth a lot it's cute have I've you seen never, that i haven't seen the kissing booth but i've seen the act twice and i love yeah. it yeah oh right you were re-watching it she's like the kissing booth's cute it's like a cute little teen rom-com movie with rich people which i like you know it's weird because i just found this out the movies are supposed to be set in la but they film in like croatia or something which is wild very interesting interesting i love those conjuring movies though i am definitely gonna get into that during this spooky season yeah annabelle creation i personally think is the most is the scariest one is that the one in the apartment that's um, the one where it's like mm, that's the one where it's a bunch of little girls going off to live somewhere and one of them is paralyzed and the mom is the mom character is missing her face or something it's crazy it's really scary oh i haven't seen that one i watched i think the first annabelle we were like me and my mom we're trying to watch like all of them in chronological order in terms of their story i think we like looked up the best ways to watch it because they've all like come out at different times but that's not necessarily the order the story lines up in yeah i like i i mean the first the conjuring act the actual conjuring movies are so fucking good so good those are yeah those are the best that whole i can't believe that's like as big a series as it is i mean because it's kind of based on a true story you know it's like was they were actually they existed those people and they're you can find do you remember the second one the british family you can find those real interviews there's like a girl who's quote-unquote possessed (laughs) 
in it and she's like on a news channel speaking and she's like and the devil is watching and you can like actually (laughs) and you can actually see that interview that happened in like the 1960s in like london or something it's interesting Mm. anytime (laughs) it ends with that black screen and then it says based on true events i'm done i'm not sleeping but sometimes that's not true but this one it actually is like (laughs) Uh, this is another tangent. Have you seen the movie Serial Mom? It's no. John Waters. No. You'd fucking love that movie. Okay, I should watch it. But the, it says, like, it's camp. It's like a campy horror. Honestly, John Waters ran so Ryan Murphy could fucking walk. Well, there that. you go. <laughs> John Waters was the queen king of camp. Serial Mom's really good. And they say, like, based on true events, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love Activity, those movies did that. And I believed it for a while. Like, I believed that when I first watched Paranormal Activity, I thought that it was actually, I don't know, some film major and his girlfriends and that they were real <laughs> and I was so upset. <laughs> oh, well, you can't, you can't watch Paranormal Activity. It's actually just the undergraduate program we both went to at Fordham <laughs> University. <laughs> no one can see this, but me and Vinny are doing like the, the Bob, Bob and Peppermint, the fracking. The with fracking crossover <laughs> lips. Don't say it. Do you want to move on to our current events portion? Yes. Although I guess it's not so, really current events portion. So basically, these, this is, these are current events, okay? <laughs> these are fucking current events. This time, instead of Two Truths and a Lie with headlines, we are doing Two Truths and a Lie with Nickelodeon facts. The first facts. There are theories that Rugrats is all a schizophrenic delusion in Angelica's head. Two. SpongeBob is gay. Three, the 1998 television show Cat Dog was actually an allusion to 1930s Berlin. Cat Dog is not an allusion to 1930s Berlin. <laughs> How would that work, Sarah? I didn't know you'd actually seen the fucking show Cat Dog. Like, of course I, I just seen guessing. Cat Dog. I love Cat Dog. Cat that Dog, was like out of my ass. Cat Dog <laughs> ran so the human centipede could walk. Mm. Uh, I love cat dogs. That was a shot in the dark for me. I just... It sure <laughs> fucking was. <laughs> Although there are theories that Rugrats is all like a schizophrenic delusion and Angelica's head. I love the ones Isn't that wild? Ed and Eddie takes place in hell. Oh my god. And Spongebob is gay now. I'm a big supporter of Spongebob. Spongebob. <laughs> That'd be a good drag name. Spongebob? That is true. Okay, my turn. Fact number one. Jeanette McCurdy has written eight pieces for the Wall Street Journal. Fact number two, Bob Ross is a distant relative to Miranda Cosgrove. Fact number three, in a review of the TV show Victorious, the Boston Herald released an article titled, Victorious is a Big Loser. I'm gonna say the Victorious one is false. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm gonna say the Bob Ross one is false. I'm gonna say the, I know, I think the Jeanette McCurdy one is true because I saw her on TikTok and she seemed quite serious now. <laughs> and I I don't know. I just believe that Bob Ross is not a distant relative to Miranda Cosgrove. Well, Bob Ross maybe is a distant relative to Miranda Cosgrove, but I wouldn't fucking know because I made that up. Yay. But <laughs> I, I can't believe that these big newspapers like the Boston Herald release scathing 
rating reviews of children's TV shows. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> me. Yeah, like, could you imagine being like a 15-year-old tween star and then the New York Post is like, you suck. <laughs> I would believe the New York Post would do that. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Boston Herald. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't know if that's even a real newspaper. But you know what I did find out? I mm. found out that the Washington Post was owned by Jeff, is owned by Jeff Bezos. Ah! That's scary. He owns our DNA, honestly. <laughs> I can never take an article from that place seriously again because now I know it's owned by Jeff Bezos. What's his name? Owns like fucking everything. Um, the family, like succession is based on. He owns the New York Post. Um, he owns a lot of shit. He's very Republican. He owns Fox too, I think. Ru- oh, Rupert Murdoch. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he owns, like, fucking everything, too. You know, I didn't even know the New York Post is, like, considered right-wing, even though I feel like they have a lot of not right-wing stuff. Interesting. I didn't know that either, honestly. I don't really read the Post. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just, I've seen, like, stupid fucking articles come up. Yeah, right. I've been watching a lot of politics. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, basically just Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo on CNN. I really like them. You watched the vice presidential debate? We watched it together. (laughs) Oh my God, what the fuck? We did watch it together. I totally forgot about that. What? (laughs) insane we're not gonna talk about the fly because i'd rather hear about anything else i'd rather hear about the fracking the fracking Paula harris was like we as democrats must stand behind our fracking brothers and sisters (laughs) they're like so do you believe in fracking and mike pence is like they're against fracking she's like no 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 we love it we love (laughs) fracking don't get don't come after me girlfriend we are fracking. <laughs> we will be drilling that oil. <laughs> Global warming, our best friend. Oh, God. It's so true. It hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Like, I don't even understand that a, point of view. It was a really weird moment for all of us at home. Because she, she's like, Kamala was so weird with her politics because she was kind of centrist and is sort of going back on that. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like she's just learning with everyone else of how to be like a decent human being and make society that way. Mm-hmm. So I think her politics have evolved but there's some things that are just weird like that yeah <laughs> she's like not quite a cop anymore but like <laughs> definitely like so a like, sheriff's deputy <laughs> yeah it's yeah i definitely know a word but fucking vote vote for fucking joe biden and vote. all of your democrat all the local people too that really helps that like it starts really from there and affects everything your local officials so vote for fucking joe biden or we're gonna be living under a nazi regime exactly. and the world will end i'm seeing <laughs> Point. so many things that's like everybody everyone must vote and honestly i disagree if you're gonna vote for trump maybe sit this one out don't vote <laughs> that's what people are saying when trump's like mail-in ballots are invalid and people are like okay yeah republicans d- mail-in ballots are invalid just invalid. don't know. Just don't do it just don't- make a facebook post that'll be enough yes that'll be so en- you should honestly you control my facebook i'll allow it i'll yep. probably block you but like get out your friend I will give any Republican. There. I will give any Republican in a swing state my Facebook password if they promise to not vote. 
in this next election. I think actually a lot of Republicans are voting for Biden. I feel like he's like a comfortable choice for them because he's an old white guy, which sucks. I mean, I sure <sighs> hope so. I sure hope that people who are undecided are deciding not to choose evil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those fucking morons, those redneck people don't even understand that he doesn't benefit them at all. Like, he doesn't care. My God, they're like 20 anyways. days away from the election, so. I know, bitch. I fucking know. You know what? Well, this is a good segue to our next section. Yes. Me and Sarah have compiled a few Black Lives Matter and trans-centered organizations that you can donate to and support today. And we will begin with the Transgender District. The Transgender District works for tenant protections, workforce development, cultural conservation, and more for the transgender community in San Francisco. You can find them at www.transgenderdistrictsf.com slash donate. You can also donate to and support Brave Space Alliance. It's a Black and trans-led organization that provides programming and services to those within the LGBTQ plus community in Chicago. You can donate to them at www.bravespacealliance.org slash donate. Finally, we have the Solutions Not Punishment Collaborative. The Solutions Not Punishment Collaborative is an Atlanta-based organization working towards abolition, providing financial support, organizing and direct action training, an internship program, and more to the LGBTQ plus community. You can donate at www.snapforfreedom.org, that's the number four, slash donate. Also, you should be supporting Black-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to order food, especially in New York City, I've talked about this before, it's called Eat Okra. You can find any Black-owned restaurant in your area or any that deliver near you. I actually ordered from one last night. It's called Charles Pan Fried Chicken Restaurant. It's kind of like east of the Hamilton Heights area. It's on 132nd and Frederick Douglass and I ordered gravy fried chicken mac and cheese and collard greens and it was fucking delicious and they also left a little thank you note on the bag which I really appreciated it was really good highly recommend Charles pan fried chicken it was like fried good shit get that another great if well if you're in Brooklyn and you're looking for food me and Sarah, we went to a place called Sally Roots. It is in Bushwick on Wyckoff Avenue. It's on Instagram at Sally Roots, S-A-L-L-Y-R-O-O-T-S. Really good. We got the jerk chicken entree, 15 oh, bucks. Oh, um, so good. Not expensive, delicious, so much food. And we just missed this by 30 minutes, but I must mention that they have <laughs> an incredible happy hour drinks deal. What is it? Like $1 Five. something, $2 something. It was awesome yeah we tried to get him to give us the waiter <laughs> happy hour late but we'll say we no Vinny and me tried to we tried to bribe him with cookies because <laughs> that's how you get things done in america is with cookies. oh god bribery <laughs> and corruption um no but yeah sally roots it's delicious i mean i went there when my roommates took their family there and they loved it and we went there and we loved it try them out try them out very good the chicken was like thin crunchy mm. like it was really good mm, came so with, good. like the plantains oh my god oh my god those plantains mm. with the sauce if a rest if they don't give you sauce they're not doing it right like right and they like, give you sauce sauce oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's we're we're good to go i think we like uh, said next um i think you're forgetting i think we already have that 
I think we have that already. Well, let's record it a few times just to make sure. In my hand, I'm holding two photos. In in one of these photos is an incredibly fabulous guest. (laughs) (laughs) The other is broken dreams. (laughs) But the photo in my hands is the incredibly fabulous guest. Our next guest is a comedian and writer originally from Venezuela and raised in Miami. She has been doing improv and sketch comedy for over 10 years and has been featured in multiple digital companies such as Me Too, BuzzFeed, Mas Mayor, and LATV is a producer, actress, writer, focusing on creating original comedic content. You can catch her stand-up series, Laura's Corner, on YouTube, as well as her web series, The Chonga Diaries, with her best friend Mimi, which has amassed over 100,000 subscribers. Laura won Best Digital Creator and Best Fictional Character for a digital comedy at Hispanicize, the largest annual event for Latino trendsetters and newsmakers in digital content creation. She is currently on the Characters Welcome UCB house team, the UCB Mod House team smoke show, and has a monthly late night talk at UCB Franklin with her best friend Mimi, last night with the Chonga girls. Please welcome Laura DiLorenzo. Hi! Hi! (laughs) Welcome to this wonderful Zoom session. Um, We're very excited to have you here. Actually, I am also from South Florida. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm from Weston, if you know it. (laughs) I I do. I do. There's a lot of Venezuelans there, actually. Yes. yes. And they pronounce it Weston. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm one of the Jews who lives there. It's also, there's a lot of Venezuelan Jews too from my interesting place. I feel like people like come from South Florida are like, they've like been through the the trenches and like we have absolutely. It's definitely an interesting place to grow up. Um, Where are you right now? Are you in Florida? No, I'm in LA right now. Awesome. Yeah, I was in, I went back to Florida when the pandemic started around March. When everyone started freaking out, I went to Florida to be with my parents and I was there for like three months and then um, I came back. Yeah, it's good to be back in LA. (laughs) I love Florida, but back, back there, I... I just needed my own space, but mm-hmm. I, I love both. I'm happy. I love LA and Florida. Yeah. I was there for like six months in Florida <laughs> with my parents. And for the pandemic as well? Yes. Yes. Oh it, my gosh. Wow. It was nice to be around them for sure. Like yeah. it was being with my parents, but it was definitely like too comfortable. I was like, it was just like, you know, my mom like cooks me like meals and like does my laundry. My dad's like, also doing stuff so it's like definitely nice it was nice to have <laughs> definitely definitely I was I was also slacking I was like I don't need to work my parents are paid for everything right right, right exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing in New Jersey where, where did, you went you went back to New Jersey I did uh, for a few months yeah it was wonderful just like the at the first sign of bad times I just go leech off my parents um <laughs> But yeah, how is it in California now? Is it is it chaotic over there? Or is it chill? No, 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 no. It's actually really, really nice. The air recently started getting like nice and crisp. Mm. So it's like, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. Like I just came back from a walk. Um, the air has gotten a lot better. 
for some reason, thank God, since especially since the fires. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. funny because my boyfriend was telling his parents, he was like, hey, you should come over. And they're like, well, what about the fires and the earthquakes and the pandemic? It's like, oh, yeah, forgot that. It's kind of crazy here. But aside from that, um, no, it's actually pretty nice. People are, have been pretty chill. That's Where cool. are you guys? We're in New York. We're in Harlem right now. It's like, honestly, so beautiful here. It's just like, I mean, it wasn't like that several months ago, but it's like outdoor dining. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, I feel like it's like, feels, has like a Europe kind of vibe with the outdoor dining. It feels like most people are wearing masks and like, it just seems everyone's getting COVID tests like literally all the time because they're free here. Yeah, same. I I just did. I just went today, actually. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you guys know Jenny Lorenzo? No. no. She uh, she worked also at Me Too, M I T U, not to be confused with the Me Too movement. Yes. <laughs> Got to make sure to say that because <laughs> people are always like, anytime I say, "Oh yeah, I used to work for Me Too," they'd be like, "Good for you," and I'm like. <laughs> Don't know what you think it means. <laughs> no, no, MITU, which is um, a digital Latino American um, company that they do sketches and stuff like that. It's kind of like meet, um, like BuzzFeed's bit alike, where its focus is on Latin American content. It's really for everyone, but it just focuses on that specific group of people. But um, she came from there. She does this um, Cuban abuela character. She's really, really great. You guys should check her out whenever you get the chance. But she's actually the one who started BuzzFeed Spittle-like. That um, vertical, that Latino vertical, she started it with um, other people. But anyway, I'm filming with her tomorrow. And um, she's very um, aware of, like, the pandemic. And so she's like, if we're going to film together, you got to get your test. So I was like, I got you. So I got tested today. Hopefully I get my test back result tomorrow. We'll be able to film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, but yeah, it's free. It's easy. And you get it the, the next day. So thank God for that. You know, are people in New York, have they been wearing their masks? Have they been good about that? For the most part, every once in a while, someone will, you know, come onto the subway, no mask, super drunk and singing she shanties, sea shanties. But... <laughs> Other than that, I mean, it's pretty good. I haven't had that experience. But <laughs> there have definitely been like people I've noticed like they'll have the mask like over their just their mouth, like or like under the under, nose, yeah, under the nose or like under their chin, like just like as a little accessory for their chin. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I guess your chin has a lot of germs coming out. <laughs> nice, doing good. Um, yeah. It's it's like to me though, it's better than Florida I think that people are more aware here and like I feel like in Florida people at least I would the only places I went were like the supermarkets and they were like Costco and stuff was insane like in Trader Joe's I think that in places like LA and New York there's a lot of like woke people smart who are very aware they're like everyone needs to do their part get your shit together everyone wear a mask and of course there's like some people who don't but I think for the most part at least here people are pretty good about it I mean everywhere I've gone people have been with their masks where in Miami are you from what area? North Miami Beach around that area my parents kind of live by North Miami Beach around Aventura yeah. Like that's the kind of area that I kind of grew up with. Yeah. My, did you yeah. did you hear did you hear um Chongalicious back 
when it came out? Um, I don't, I don't think that so. That video? No, I don't think so. Was it in Miami or something? Yeah, yeah, it was very much a Miami. Like, yeah. it was playing on Power 96 yes. for, like, two weeks. Yeah, it was, um, that's why anytime I meet people that are from South Florida, I'll be like, do you remember Trungalicious? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was also a very long time ago. It was like 13 years ago, which is weird to think. Oh about. wow, yeah, no, I I haven't, but um, that's like incredible. I love that. So you were originally you were born in Venezuela. What was mm-hmm. that like? And how was that like moving to Miami? Oh my God, it was kind of it's kind of a crazy story. My mom kind of kidnapped me. <laughs> Whoa. Fun. A uh, fun fact about me, my mom kind of kidnapped. She told my dad, which is kind of half truth, half lie. She told my dad she was, t- so to take a child out of the country, you need both parents' consent. And so my mom was like, hey, I'm taking Laura to Disney. I need you to sign this paper. And my dad's like, okay, here you go. Because he wasn't really paying child support. My parents were divorced. Let me start by saying my parents were divorced. My dad wasn't, <laughs> yeah, my, my dad wasn't really trying to take care of me, but he was in the picture, but he was just, eh, she, she's fine. And so my mom got sick of it and my mom's sister lived in Miami. And so my mom's sister's like, why don't you come check it out? And if you like it, you could stay. So we did that. My mom, the first time I came to Miami was like 95 and we actually did go to Disney and it was great. And my mom's like, okay, I like it. I'm going to go back to Venezuela. And we did. She raised $500, and then nine months later, we were back. <laughs> that, time, that time, she did not tell my dad. And then when my dad found out, he was my dad came to pick me up because he always picked me up on the weekends, and my dad's like, okay, you know, where's Lauda? And my grandpa's like, she's in Miami. And my dad's like, what? And my dad's like, what are you complaining about? Like, you don't even care. He's like, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? And my grandpa's like, what's her school's name? And he couldn't say it. He had no idea what my school's name was. He's like, and that's why she's in Miami. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so he ended up visiting me like three months later. And um, yeah, it was weird because at first I thought that Miami was all of the United States of America. It's like, oh, I'm going to Miami. Yeah. (laughs) But that's was what the United States was called. And um, thankfully... I, I came in, I repeated first, they made me repeat first grade. I had done first grade in Venezuela. They made me repeat first grade because I didn't speak English. And my teacher's like, she'll be fine. It'll be better for her if she starts in first grade. And so I did. And thankfully, my teacher was Cuban. And so she spoke Spanish. And because it was South Florida, there's a lot of immigrants there. So I wasn't the only little immigrant girl. Like, probably more than half of my class were just immigrant children with me. And we were all speaking Spanish and Creole because there's a lot of Haitian kids and we were all just these immigrant kids going to ESOL classes trying to learn English so it was a really cool experience I I learned a lot and uh, I really liked I really liked Miami yeah I loved it that's awesome yeah (laughs) so um when did you when did you start getting into comedy I got into comedy when I was seven years old there was a show in Telemundo and Univision I think Mm -hmm. it was Univision called um, Sábado Gigante, which means Giant Saturdays. And it was this variety show where is this guy called Don Francisco. And um, he just had the show with guests and with musical acts and with fun trivia games. And then he had a part in the show that was dedicated to children 
doing sketches. And so my little cousin was part of an agency that put kids into that show. So when I came to this country, my aunt was like, you want to put Laura in that show? She'd be perfect because her Spanish is perfect because it's for Spanish TV. She doesn't have that little, you know, the gringa accent, the American accent. They're like, they're like, yeah, absolutely. And when I went, it was a hit. I was like, I was being funny. I was memorizing lines. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I'm getting attention. And I loved it. And I was hitting all the jokes. I was hitting all the comedic timings. So yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this as a career if that's available. And it was because ever since then, my mom started putting me in um, magnet schools where I studied, I've been studying drama since like seventh grade. Uh, so what do you want to do in the future? Like what's your like dream gig to do? Uh, my dream gig is to have my own show with my best friend Mimi. <laughs> um, obviously I would love to have my own show, but um, I like working with people. I like being creative with other people. I work well with other people. And so me and my best friend Mimi, we have these two characters called the Chonga Girls. And um, story about that, when we were in high school, we were both, we were juniors, the song Fergalicious was popular. And so for those of you guys who don't know what a Chonga is, a Chonga is the East Coast version of a Chola, which are these Latina girls who have a lot of attitude, they wear skin tight clothes, they wear loud jewelry, they're pretty loud themselves, and they're just really bold and sassy. And these girls ruled the school in middle school and in high school, and they were just really freaking cool. And I was not, I was a theater nerd. <laughs> My mom did not let me, allow me to be a chonga who, she would not let me wear tight clothes. She would not let me wear makeup or she would not buy me, you know, the gold hoops. God, I wanted gold hoops so badly. She was like, no, 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 no. I don't want you looking like that. Cause they had a bad reputation, these girls. And they were also low key bullies. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely bullied by chongas. So junior year with my best friend Mimi, while the song Fergalicious was out, I was like, oh my God, those look at those girls. They are chongalicious. And we started playing around with the word. And then Mimi's like, oh my God, we should make a song about it. Like, okay. And then because we both have immigrant moms who did not allow us to go to the fair or go anywhere. I was like, oh, can I go at, can I at least go to Mimi's house? She's like, fine. So I went to Mimi's house and me and Mimi were like, we should do the video for Delicious. And so we did it and then we uploaded it on YouTube and it was like one of the first viral videos because this was back in 2007. It was when videos, it was very hard for something to go viral. Yeah. It, just, it was just a weird thing to go viral. We went viral. And the song ended up being number one, the number one requested song on Power 96 for like two weeks, which is a very famous radio in Miami. Yeah, from there, that's where we started the Chonga journey. And then we both moved to LA and we're like, well, what should we do? It's been 10 years since the Chonga Girls. Because we didn't do anything about it. We didn't know that YouTube would become what it became now. We were like, we got to do something with the Chonga Girls because people are talk are still talking about it. So we started with Chonga Diaries, which is a web series based on the viral video. We've written a movie on the Chonga Girls. We're working on a pilot as well. And so, I mean, I think my dream would be to have the Chonga Girls show on TV. Yes. And if you... that answers the question. <laughs> yes. Paid, get that content distributed. Mm -hmm. um, so... 
do you have any advice for people trying to create now during this pandemic, like content creators or people who like don't have a platform yet, like what they can do to get to that kind of place? Yeah. Um, whatever it is you want to do, I would say study it online, study it, watch it. I want to write a pilot. So what am I doing? I'm watching a lot of pilots on Netflix of the shows that I like, the shows that I want to make. So watching a lot of pilots, first of all, it inspires me. Second of all, I learn from it. You don't have to pay for a fight. You don't have to pay a class. Classes are like $500. Sometimes you could just kind of do it yourself, do the research online. Second of all, is actually doing it and this is something that I have to work on is actually putting at least one hour a day to it to writing if writing's what you want to do or if you want to be an influencer and make funny videos recording yourself and you don't even have to upload them but if you record it and then study yourself and say okay great now I know what to do for next time I think seeing yourself some people don't like seeing themselves but I think it's super important to see yourself to see what you could work on especially if you're by yourself and you don't have anyone around especially during a pandemic you could really learn from watching yourself and seeing your mistakes but but yeah I think that by doing something really small whether it be writing whether it be watching you're moving the universe towards what you want you're attracting it but you got to do something because it's not going to come out of thin air you know whether it's calling a friend and saying hey do you want to do this together like you guys are doing this together you're already moving the universe because you're doing it you know you're Mm -hmm. doing something about it and I think that's probably the most important thing is just doing one thing a day that's going to get you closer to what you want to do totally I wanted to ask you about your video with Rita Moreno. What was that? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. She's great. She is such a wonderful woman. She's so funny, man. She just has the comedic timing down. Yeah. And um, I don't want to be ageist when I say, like, even at her age, but, like, seriously, even at her age, you know, she's just beautiful. still got it. And I'm like, damn you know it's so impressive she was great she was lovely super funny anything like jenny got that gig my friend jenny the abuela she's the one who does the abuela characters um she was able to get in contact with rita morena's people and she made it happen and she asked me to be a part of it which i was so thankful for and it's us you know the thing with me and jenny's characters the abuela versus mirta is the abuelas one-upping each other these grandmas one-upping each other and so we were doing that with rita moreno and it, it was just it was just a lot of fun whatever we told her we're like hey is it okay if we do this she's like yeah yeah oh and i could do this too right we're like yes you can do whatever you want rita moreno what <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. We wanted to ask you, um, what are you currently working on and where can we look for it? Well, right now I'm currently working on the movie, on the Chunga Girls movie. It's a road trip movie. It's kind of like um, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion meets Dumb yeah. and Dumber. You got the right audience. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, like my- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's about. It's about these two Chonga girls go moving from Miami to LA to, you know, pursue their dreams to be to be rappers like Cardi B. And at one point we don't know if they're actually talented or if they're just talking the talk, but they are talented, I think. Mm-hmm. In their own in their own weird way. Like Cardi's not the best rapper in the world, but she's just so charming they just can't help but love her but but yeah that's what i'm currently working on and we're trying to figure out um what the next steps are so but you could watch our our stuff 
You can watch the Chonga Diaries web series on YouTube. You can watch Lauda's Corner on YouTube as well. So we have, now we're going to move on. This is our little game portion. And okay. Vinny, do you want to describe this game? Sure. So our first game that we're playing is called mm, What You Say. And so we have selected <laughs> quotes. Really Thank you. What? <laughs> 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 Oh, um, so we've picked out quotes um, and we also have selected three names. We're going to read you the quote. We're going to read you the names and you have to tell us who you think said that quote. Okay, great. Great. All right. Round one. This is my idea of heaven coming home and watching the news. And your options are Cheetah Rivera, BB Newirth, and Rita Moreno. Is it Cheetah Rivera? It is Rita Moreno. <gasps> Oh no! I should have known better. What's wrong with me? She's hear this, and she's gonna. She's, she's gonna, gonna know. She will. Oh. Okay, this is the next one. It will work. I am a marketing genius. Is it either Steve Jobs, Paris Hilton, or Mitch McConnell? Oh my God! I feel like all three of those people have definitely said that at some point in their <laughs> lives. Was it Steve Jobs? Was it? Who was it? It was Paris Hilton. <laughs> you know, you know, I just watched her YouTube biography. Literally, should have known this. I want to see it. Is it like the Shane Dawson's Jeffrey Star stuff, which we don't say his name in this house, but I just had a reference <laughs> just <did>. that. <laughs> I just had to reference it because it's like, I, that's the only like YouTube document. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen those, but it's just very like, I'm a victim. This is why I am the way I am. Poor me. Da, 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 da. It's okay. Yeah. I was bored. I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, well, it makes it. I mean, it makes sense why she is the way she is. So that was interesting. interesting. Okay. Round three. Okay. We've got <laughs> last round of this one. The quote is, I love muddy puddles. <laughs> and your options are Peppa Pig, Vladimir Putin, and Florida Georgia Line. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Peppa Pig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Finally. <laughs> oh, thank God. I have a five-year-old niece who loves her, so she'd be very proud of me right now for answering this correctly. Yes. <laughs> Wait, um, Vinny, can you just pronounce that again? Vla which one? <laughs> you know Vla which one? <laughs> Vinny pronounces stuff really, it's like, bizarre. We talk about Vladimir Putin. Putin. <laughs> Putin? Is it Putin? What was the word you said? I'm the wrong person. I'm an immigrant, so I pronounce everything <laughs> weird. He has no excuse, though. It's true. Every, every word. <laughs> I can't pronounce anything. It's so bad. Are you Italian? I am Italian, That yes. name is so Italian, Vinny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm no, actually half Italian. Oh my god, no way. Yeah, my dad's like Italian, like straight up Italian. Di Lorenzo. Victor oh Di Lorenzo. Awesome. Yeah. Wait, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. I whenever I meet real Italians, I'm always like, oh, I'm I'm like Napolitano. And they're like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay so our next round or, or round our next game is marry fuck kill do you okay. know how to play i do okay great sarah do you want to start us off i will okay anderson cooper aoc 
and Taylor Hicks. Who is Taylor Hicks? <laughs> <laughs> he won American Idol like years ago. Um, he was against like Catherine McPhee. It was. Um... I'm gonna Google what he looks like. <laughs> I actually didn't know who that was either. <laughs> ay, We love niche references here. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh my god, I thought ex- I I knew I knew who that is. I know who that is. Okay, here we go. Kale Taylor Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> He Sorry. did Greece Greece live tour and then he died. No, oh, he didn't die. He's okay. <laughs> In your mind, he did though. He did. Uh, let's see. I would probably marry Anderson Cooper. I just feel like he'd be a really good husband. Yes. And I'd probably fuck AOC. Yeah. She's a Latina. I trust that she would know what to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Round number two. We've got. Wednesday Adams, Patricia Arquette. Okay. And Nursing Home Wall Art. Wow. <laughs> that is random. I would probably kill Wednesday Adams. I just don't trust her. Mm-hmm. She would like that. Yeah. yeah, I think she'd be happy with that. I would probably fuck the art mm-hmm. just to get it over and done with. Okay. And I would marry Patricia Arquette because she's just such an incredible actress. I would just. Be like, just teach me everything you know, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this last round of this game. Okay. Polly Pocket, Poland Spring Water, and Losing the Game Scategories. Guys, this is so random. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm into it. Okay. It's Polly Pocket. And what else? Poland Spring Water and Losing the Game Scategories. Like losing it. Okay, no, that's not an option, so I'm going to kill that. <laughs> um, I'm going to fuck the water. It's wet. It's just going to help me. It's going to be great. Yeah. And I'll marry Polly Pocket because I feel like she'd be really neat. I yes. love that. Um, so our final game <laughs> is we're just going to have two quick rounds of would you rather. Are you familiar? Yes. Great. Would you rather become a fork or be forced to memorize the entire SpongeBob cinematic universe? Um, I choose SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who wants to be a fork? No, absolutely not. That sounds (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Although you're there to help humankind, so. No, no, I have a thing about sharing. Oh, (laughs) I didn't have my first kiss till I was 17 because I hated saliva. So definitely not a fork. (laughs) I I relate. I hate, I hate like being in contact with anybody ever. So I guess. Yes. (laughs) So this pandemic has been good for you then. (laughs) Like honestly, ideal. I was okay with it. Um, Like when everyone's like hand sanitizing, I'm like, yes, it was great for me. Like I've been doing that. I know. And like, it's it's great. It's, it, that the pandemic is not great, but the sanitizing is like yeah, amazing, gorgeous, delicious. <laughs> um. Okay. Would you rather lose your luck to Lindsay Lohan or be stuck in your worst memory? Lose my luck to Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> pretty pretty clear cut. That second one sounds pretty traumatic, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, my memories are pretty. My bad memories are pretty bad, and I'd like to keep them in memory world. File it away. Forgotten, filed, and forgotten. <laughs> If you have seen the movie Just My Luck, that's how I have. I, yeah, inspired by that. Um, yeah. Although, like, you know, 
it is rough when you do lose your luck, so. It is. It is, it is, it is, but reliving, reliving <laughs> my worst memory might be, might just be worse. <laughs> so, so are you, um, do you have any TV show recommendations? What are you watching? God, I love TV. I just started watching Schitt's Creek. Yes. Yeah. I was happy. It. I was so happy yeah. to get absurdist comedy like that never like makes it to the mainstream too either and like uh, Catherine O'Hara is like just you know she's an icon there it's also so cool that that um the son and the father created that show I I thought that was so cool Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool so yeah I started watching that um I really love Pen15 yes yes I just finished season two oh my god oh it's already all up yeah I was like we were gonna do like one by one no, they, with that series, they just, there wasn't that many episodes. I think they still have to film, like, half of the season, so they only released, like, six mm. episodes or something. Oh, God, I'm so excited to watch it. I'm a, I'm low-key a little bit jealous of them because they have, like, the perfect show that I wish I had. Mm-hmm. I want to do, like, like what they did, but with the Chonga girls, where mm-hmm. they live in a world where everyone believes that these two grown women are middle school girls, Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. it, it's just it's just genius I think it's just so it's so well written it's just so good and it just brings it just has so much feels and it takes me back to that awkward awkward time in the early 2000s where everything was just awkward I mm-hmm. love that about the show I love like it's just funny their interactions with the kids too it's just like <laughs> it's so funny to see I love that show too so much yeah. I talk about it like every day it's just like the comedy is so good and I love the early 2000s aesthetic to it I mean everyone loves like that era for some reason it's become really popular recently but like yeah you know why it's just like such a weird period of time with such like weird fashion and it's yeah it's I love that show too I think it's excellent what what about you guys what are you guys watching I do, well, I just finished Pen15. Um, what else am I watching? What are you watching, Vinny? Um, what am I watching? I'm trying to catch up. My roommate is really, really trying to make me watch Umbrella Academy. So oh, I just I've finished it. I catch up to her so we can watch season two together. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. The first, I, I didn't get into it in the first two episodes, but I, I, I forced myself and I'm glad I did because I ended up really, really loving it. I also like sci-fi stuff. I'm also watching The Mandalorian. I'm a big Star Wars fan. And so me and my boyfriend have been watching that. And I also love the world of um, Ryan Murphy, currently also watching Ratchet. Wow, I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> I know. But I, I, I watch to learn though, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you seen Pose? Pose is so good. So good. Pose is great. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, so everyone can check out your stuff on YouTube. What's your like Instagram handles and stuff? My Instagram is Lauda Di period Lorenzo. So Laura DiLorenzo, but there's a period after DI because someone took Laura DiLorenzo. No. <laughs> rude. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> but yeah. Has, yeah, someone has the one I want to, and I like message them, and it's literally a cat Instagram that hasn't posted since 2011. And they yep. 
DM them and they haven't responded. And I've tried like reporting the account to see if it'll get <laughs> taken down. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm like a mm-hmm. fucking. I have, I have organized <laughs> attacks on accounts with <laughs> usernames that I want. It's never been successful. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, we're going to close this out by giving you a little um, advice. Always remember, the slotted spoon can catch the potato. This episode of Wish You Were Weird was sponsored by nobody. Please sponsor us. Thanks.